What's up, everybody? Welcome to a, another episode of In My Feelings. Well, I'm all up in my feelings, man. This one is a special one. This one is a real special one. Um, I'm finally going to shoot my first ever stand-up special. Finally going to shoot my first ever stand-up special. And I'm scared, y'all. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm a little fearful. Now, I've had people hit me up about producing specials for me. Um, I've had a lot of, uh, talented individuals hit me up. I've had some companies hit me up and I've always passed on it because like I told y'all before, man, like, first of all, I want to give a shout out to everybody that's tuned in right now, because anybody that's tuned in right now, you are a legit fan or supporter of Justin Hires. I just want to say that, you know, because these in my feelings episodes, it's just me. So I can understand why certain, some of the other ones get certain views because there's other people attached to them, some other comedians. But if you tuning in to the In My Feelings, you are a real deal J-Tron. That's, that was the Patreon, my, all my Patreon people was called J-Trons. But anyways, you're a real deal fan and supporter, so shout out to that. Back to the special, man. So I had um, Hasan Minaj tell me. Uh, about a year or so ago, he's like, man, why are you not putting out clips of your stand-up, man? Like, people don't know you're a great stand-up because you're not putting yourself out there. And I've had other comedians ask me, like, when you putting out a special, Justin? Like, when are you going to cut the shit and put out a special? Because they see me at these clubs when I'm in L.A., and I'm having pretty, 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 pretty good sets. And so they're like, bro, when you going to put out a special and stop bullshitting? So I had to like, I was like, man, you know, I'm always telling my daughter, don't let fear stay in your way. I tell everybody, don't let fear stay in your way. You know, go after your dreams, go after what you want. And I'm like, yo, I'm standing in my own way. Okay, I've used every tool, well, not every tool, but I've used a lot of tools in my bag to achieve the success that I've gotten to so, so far. Everything but legitimately putting out my stand-up. So I started cutting together some clips. Put some of those out. Some of them did pretty good. Instagram is always playing me on my algorithm. You know, when I have a video do decent, a decent video on Instagram for me is like 10,000, 5,000 views, you know, uh, maybe 10,000. If I get 10,000 views on Instagram, I'm like, oh, they, they fucking with your boy today. Now, Facebook, fuck with me. Facebook, I done got videos all in a million. So anyways, when it came to my stand-up clips, I started putting out my stand-up clips. And I'm like, all right, let me put these stand-up clips out. Some of them started doing good. But then I was like, all right. I really started thinking, I was like, I don't want to put out stand-up clips sporadically. So I haven't been putting out stand-up clips right now, but I've been cutting them together on the low. I'm going to get to the special, everybody. Stick with me. Uh, so I know niggas' attention has been like, oh, what the fuck? So <laughs> I, I just complimented everybody that was a fan of mine, and then I'm like insulting you at the same time. I apologize, y'all. I ain't shit. So anyways, I started, I was like, yo, I want to put out clips like cons- consistently. My stand-up clips. I've been cutting together stand-up clips on the low. Some of these are open mic clips. Some of these are me at, at shows when I'm featuring. Some when I'm just doing spots in LA. Some of them when I'm headlining. And I'm just cutting together these clips. I'm going to put the captions on them and I'm going to start putting them out there. Because I want to start building somewhat of like a buzz or or fan base of people being interested in my stand-up comedy. So that's, that's step one. Uh, and then... Um, and then I decided, yo, I just got to do this. I was like, man, I got these 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 comedians I respect and admire telling me, Justin, I'm funny enough. Because I be thinking, I'm be honest with y'all, man. I be thinking, damn, maybe I'm not funny enough. That's what I be thinking. I'm like, maybe I'm not funny enough. Wait a minute, y'all. I want to put the time on. I'm up here recording myself, but I want to know the time I'm talking. Okay. So I'm like, anybody that's not watching the video, yeah, I'm using my garage band and I got the screen up on the TV set. Uh, on the TV screen so I can see how long I've been talking. So anyways, though, so I'm like, yo, uh, I want to put out 
I, I'm fearful. I'm fearful because I'm like, maybe I'm not funny enough. I'm like, maybe I'm, even when I don't get booked at certain comedy clubs, I'm like, maybe I'm just not that good. Like, maybe I'm not as funny as these other comedians, and that's why they're getting booked at these other venues. But then I go to these different venues in L.A., and I'm like, these niggas ain't that funny. And then I'm looking at these specials on TV, and I'm like, these specials ain't that special. These specials, not even that special. These specials aren't special. So I'm like, okay, Justin, it's not that you don't have the talent. It's just that you're not putting yourself out there. You're not putting yourself out there. You're not making the right connections. People don't know you really do stand-up like that. So the only way you're going to start getting into these circles is you're going to have to put yourself out there. You're going to have to take the fear out of your heart because I'm not a perfectionist for the most part. But when it comes to stand-up, man, I hold it so dearly. I always say this. I put out three hip-hop (laughs) mixtapes. No stand-up specials. Think about that, y'all. I put out three hip-hop mixtapes, no step. And at a certain time, I wasn't even putting out any stand-up. You know, so even me putting out little clips took a lot from me. You know, it took a lot for me to do. It didn't take a lot from me, but it took a lot for me to do to be like, all right, Justin, let me put out a stand-up clip. Oh, no, what happens? Um, Because I hold stand-up so dear to me. So anyways, I was like, yo, so I hit up my representation, hit up my agent, hit up my manager, and I'm like, yo, man, it's, it's, it's time. It's time. I'm ready. The late-night shows. Think about this. I was on CBS for six years can't get a late night spot i mean there's a writer strike now but even before the writer strike i had like like no official go from stephen colbert show or james corden gordon corden whatever the fuck and no official they're like well that's why i ain't let them on the show fuck you i don't give a shit <laughs> no official is recorded no official goal. Like, I didn't get an official green light. I'm like, yo, how 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 you going to do that to a dude that was on CBS for the last six years from Rush Hour to MacGyver, and I can't get a late night spot? And I sent y'all my tape, and, I'm having, and I got a great tape and clean tape, five minutes of clean material, and y'all still not putting me on off the strip that I was on CBS for the last six years. Somebody should have been like, hey, man, as a favor and because of his loyalty and respect to him as a CBS prior employee, let's throw his ass on a late night show. Don't work like that, y'all. At least not for my ass. You know, at least not for my ass. So so anyways, because of all of this, I'm like, yo, this is some bullshit. I just got to do my own special. Like I said, people have hit me up. I just had a company offer me uh, some money to do a special. I didn't like I didn't like uh, the setup of it. I have uh, somebody else hit me up about a special. I didn't like the terms of like where the special be released. So I said, "Yo, I'd rather just shoot my own shit." I got the I got the bread, you know. I'll go into I'll go into my savings, <laughs> oh God, or whatever I gotta do to fucking make this shit happen. I'll do this. I'll put it. I'll shoot it the way I want to shoot it. I'll direct it or get a director. I'll have the lighting I want. I have the venue I want, and then I'll be able to put it out the way I want to put it out. So that's what I decided, y'all. I'm like, I can't let fear keep holding me back, man. Um, I can't, I can't keep allowing myself. Like, I feel like everybody they gotta tap into their they fullest potential, right? And I feel like everybody is great at something, and everybody knows what they ought to be doing. But whether or not you actually do it is a whole nother situation. That's a whole nother case. You know, it's like you know what you ought to be doing, but are you really doing it? And so I'm like, y'all. Because the bottom line is, man, I realized when I was doing these TV shows, I'm, I'm at my happiest when I'm on stage. I'm like, I love acting. I do love, I still, I love acting. When I did Half Bay 2, I do a little small role in Half Bay 2. I don't even know if I get cut out or not. I haven't seen the finished product yet. Uh, it's definitely made and it's definitely coming out uh, because Universal just hit me up about sending me a check. So that, so it's still coming out. But I, I said all of that to say this. 
when I was acting on Half Baked 2, I have a little scene, a little cameo. I did have fun doing it. It was it was a co- comedic. I got to like just crack some jokes. And I was like, that's still fun to do. But I still realize I'm at my happiest when I'm doing stand-up comedy. So I said, how am I going to get on the road? Because I'm not on tour, if you haven't realized. I'm not at the comedy clubs. No one's fucking booking your boy. No one's fucking booking your boy. So in, 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 not only is no one's booking your boy, I got to get hot, right? So I take accountability. I'm like, yo, I'm not hot enough. These cl- I don't have the numbers, the social media numbers. Um, maybe so these clubs don't want to book me. Yes. And also my representation, they're not doing all they could do point blank period, because I know other comedians who's are, who are at least getting one nighter shows. And these, these people don't have credits. They got a little social media following, but their agents and managers are literally picking up the phone, calling these clubs and getting booked. So anyways, because I like to take full accountability, I'm at a point in my 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 life where I'm not fit to be pointing the finger at other people. I'm like, all right, fuck it. These people don't really want to roll up the sleeves, roll up their sleeves to get the job done because they're not. It's not even like they don't want to. They're just not doing it. If they don't want to do it, Justin, put up your own fucking money because everybody put up their own money. You know, Nick Cannon put up his own money to do Wild and Out. Uh, Hasan Minaj put up his money to shoot his special, his first Netflix special. Um, I think he put the he, he shot a he shot a version of it and then they uh gave, wanted to go forward with it. Um, you know the people that did Always Sunny in Philadelphia shot their own shit. So, anyways, the point of all of this is sometimes you just gotta put up your own money and just stand by, bet on yourself. Cause I'm like I'm like this. At least I own it. I'll shoot the shit myself. Um. I'll try to license it to HBO or, or Showtime or Netflix or somebody like that. Maybe maybe the story that I'm telling in this uh, stand-up special will be great enough and people will be rooting for me enough and be like, you know what, let's give this dude a chance, man. Maybe that might happen. And or maybe it won't. And guess what? Even if it don't, throw the shit on YouTube. But at least anybody can see it. It everybody got YouTube or it's easy to download if you don't have if you don't have YouTube get your shit together <laughs> um side note I just download I just uh got YouTube premium because I'm always on YouTube and my daughter wanted to watch clips on the plane and I didn't know if the plane was uh because they my, my my wife and daughter just came out here to LA uh to stay with me for a couple weeks and we was we was concerned I didn't know if the, the plane was going to have a TV on it because my daughter was like, uh, what am I going to do without something to watch? And so anyway, so I just downloaded YouTube Premium. It's worth it. This is kind of expensive, but I mean, come on, man. No ads. No ads. I like YouTube with no ads. So anyways, back to the stand-up shit. Um, I'm like, yeah, man, fuck my wife and daughter. <laughs> back to the stand-up shit. So I'm like, yo, at least I'll be able to put the stand-up special on YouTube. And cut up the clips. I'll take the clips, put them on TikTok and, and YouTube and, and um, Instagram Reels, and just put them on all the platforms. And just see what the fuck happens, man. But at least I'll know that I did everything that I possibly could do to get my stand-up career back on track. And not only back on track, but to the next level. Because my stand-up career has completely fallen off, everybody. I ain't even going to lie to you. My stand like me getting booked at clubs, completely have, have completely in the shitter. Um, and so that's part of why I'm doing this. It's like I'm at my happiest when I'm on stage, but I know how I would prefer to be making my money in life. And um, if I got to choose between working a regular job or doing an a, a acting gig that I'm not, that's not my show, 
you know, then I'd rather be doing stand-up. Now, I still love acting, but whatever my next acting gig, I would love it to be whatever my Martin is or my Atlanta or my office, you know, something of that realm. Um, so, yeah, and, and I am working on stuff. Anybody that's ever wondering, like, what's Justin doing? I'm, uh, why he ain't on TV right now? Some of it is by choice. Some of it is not getting booked, uh, cast on certain things that I do want to be a part of. And But a lot of it is also I've been in the wings developing some TV shows. Um, now the writer strike has a slowed up one of one of them. Um, but I got two other ones that's looking very promising. You know, don't want to talk about them till they hear here. But I'm just letting y'all know since y'all tapped in right now to let kind of let y'all know. So said all that to say, man, I, I plan to shoot the special this year. Plan to shoot it in September. Anybody uh, wondering? Anybody that's stuck around this long uh, to get this information? I plan to shoot it in New York City. Uh, and I'm going to tell you why I plan to shoot my special in New York City. This is very important to me. A lot of people don't know, MTV discovered me when I was a senior at Clark Atlanta University. Um, they came to my uh, radio show. I, I was a DJ, like a video jockey. Not, I was a radio personality uh, at Clark Atlanta University. And MTV came because they, they was doing uh, segments about the MTV you Woody Awards. It was like MTV used to have a college network called MTVU, and it was for college uh, students. So MTVU would come on on all the college campuses across uh, the U.S. And they came to different radio stations to get us to talk about the Woody Awards and the nominees, you know. And I was funny that day. MTV was like, yo, this dude is funny. We want you to actually present in New York City at the Woody Awards with Lupe Fiasco. With Lupe Fiasco. I got the footage. I went back and I found the footage. Um, so here I am, 20 years old, um, in New York City, presenting at an award show with Lupe Fiasco. Then it was like, we want you to do some other segments. I did some other segments. They're like, yo, we want to hire you as a full-time video jockey for MTVU. Um, and I was supposed to move to, and I was supposed to move to New York City. And uh I asked them if I was going to be able to do any acting. And they told me well, you might have six weeks during the summertime to do some acting. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> all my life I wanted to be an actor and a comedian. Like, since I was at least 13, I wanted to be an actor and a comedian. And I was like, I'm not Denzel Washington. I just can't tell a movie studio, like, I'm only available uh, six weeks in the summertime to do your movie. So my mom told me, she said, Justin, follow your heart. Do what's going to make you happy. And I moved to L.A. I moved to L.A. I took the road, let's travel. Uh, I turned down a contract with MTV at the age of 21. I was 21 at the time. I turned down a contract with MTV at the age of 21 to move to L.A. Move to L.A. The first gig I booked maybe three months in L.A. was a <laughs> was an MTV show that I was hosting. Didn't get picked up, but ironically, right? Then I did a, a, a hidden camera show with MTV. So it all worked out. However, I told this story to say this. I turned my back on New York City. One of the first times I ever performed stand-up was in New York City at a club called New York Comedy Club. I went there as an open micer, and I actually won best open micer of the night. They paid me like $20 or $50 that night, invited me back, but I couldn't just keep traveling back and forth to New York. I knew my heart was in L.A. And here I am, damn near 20 years later, y'all. Damn near, damn near 20 years later, moved to L.A. from commercials, to YouTube, uh, videos going viral, to 
key and peel to the to to the movies to the rush hour to macgyver never did any stand-up bruh never put out my stand-up and it's time it's time y'all almost 20 years when i i got footage from new york comedy club when i was 19 years old performing and i ironically i had the same fucking braids i'm just glad that i'm old enough 20 years later to still have hair to put braids in it but i said all of that to say this man um I didn't take that job in New York. And I actually have a poster in my L.A. apartment of New York City to remind me what I turned my back on. That job in New York City with MTV. What I turned my back on to move out to L.A. to truly be happy and pursue my dreams. Right. And then I did all of that. And then I'm like, yo. New York is still the foundation for stand up. I want to go back. I want to go back. And also, my last point to this is, being an actor, um, there's ways to, I often feel like I would be more successful in my career if I would have continued being the non-threatening Negro. If I would have continued being the non-threatening Negro, I would have been further in my career. There are certain black comedians who are non-threatening and or their agenda is those of, I don't know. I w- I'll say it. Their agenda is more, they lean more towards like Republican views or all their friends are white. Um, they got a white girlfriend or a white wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if that was more, I have the face, not right now because I got these braids in, but me with a low haircut, I have the appearance of a non-threatening Negro. And then social media really started to take off and I, I opened my mouth and people saw that, oh, wait a minute, he's not a, <laughs> he, he has the appearance of a non-threatening Negro, but he, he's a nigga. He says nigga. Um, some of the stuff, he posts ratchet shit. He say ratchet things at times. And, I, and these networks and studios, they look at this. They see it on my Instagram. They see my Instagram. They see my Twitter. They see my social media. And at the same time, it's like, I don't want to hide who I am because I've had to hide who I am the entire time I was on network TV, I had to water water myself down. I had to filter myself. And I wasn't allowed. Well, I, I was allowed. You're always allowed to be who you want to be. I didn't feel like I, w- I, I could really be who I want to be. And even my parents talked to me like, maybe you shouldn't say this online. And they're they not wrong. They said it from a caring place. Because I truly believe if I, I would have stayed... If I would have continued to wear that mask, right, to be the non-threatening Negro, if I would have continued to lean into that, and if I would have continued to watch what I said and said certain things to appeal to certain people and did certain uh, certain things and align myself with certain people, did shit that I didn't agree with either, morally or ethically, I would be further in my career right now. But my wife told me something the other day. Shout out to having a good wife. Uh, and we ain't perfect uh, Okay I just want to let everybody know that Because people People got to cut the shit like them And they, they partner don't argue They post all these bullshit ass pictures online That shit always like Cut the shit yo You're not that fucking happy in your relationship um, Because the same people that post all them pictures They end up divorced or separated Then they got to delete all them fucking pictures But anyway I said all this My wife reminded me of something the other day In, in one of the up moments in the marriage <laughs> And what she reminded me was She said, Justin, you turned your back on New York City and MTV to move to L.A. You took the road less traveled. 
And now with me not auditioning for certain roles, um, not wanting to do certain things, I'm taking the road less traveled again um, to get to this next phase and this next level of my career. So that's what I'm doing, man. My special. Uh, I don't know the exact title of it yet, um, but I do know I'm not a non-threatening Negro. And I do know the industry wanted me to be a non-threatening Negro. And maybe I'm just a threatening Negro. Um, Yeah. Hey, man, make sure y'all subscribe, man. Subscribe, like, appreciate y'all checking out. This has been In My Feelings, man. And uh, just know, dog, special coming. I got a production company. I got a venue. I got a date. I'll let y'all know the date soon. And, uh, yeah, your boy doing it. New York City. Pull up. Pull up, pull up, pull up. Pull up. I'm out.